This episode is brought to you in part by the 2024 Annual Guide to Biblical Counseling Resources, available now at our website, biblicalcounselingcoalition.org. This episode is brought to you in part by the new MDiv from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. The strongest MDiv just got stronger. Southern Seminary introduced a new Master of Divinity degree in order to train, educate, and prepare students for a lifetime of faithfulness with even greater effectiveness. The benefits to students are greater personalization, increased specialization, and the opportunity to earn more credentials in an efficient amount of time. MDiv students who attend classes on Southern's campus pay for only their first nine hours each semester and take one or two additional courses for free. That reduces the cost of the Southern Seminary MDiv by thousands of dollars. Discover how you can benefit from the new Southern MDiv that is simplified, personalized, and incentivized at sbts.edu slash newmdiv. Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. Our goal is to help Christians understand the truth of Romans 1514, that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm one of your hosts, Curtis Solomon. And I'm Lincoln Liu, your other host. Be sure to check out other resources from the BCC at biblicalcc.org. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 1514. It's a delight to have you as part of our audience. I really enjoyed the interview that I just did with Jason Woodruff, who is the founder of The Pour Over. It's a news organization, a Christian news organization that uh, really have enjoyed getting to know and benefiting from their resources uh, over the past few months, and I encourage you to check him out. He'll talk about him on the podcast, but I really loved digging into and hearing his heart and the heart of his team and the, the mindset behind the organization, and I think that'll really come through. Um, I, I know it might seem weird for the BCC to be doing a podcast with a news organization, but when you listen, I think you'll hear and understand why I did it, because the their perspective on God's Word and how consuming things in the news or how we consume the news can radically impact the soul in that helping people reshape the way they do that, both consuming God's word and consuming the news, uh, the benefits of that for our soul, they see that and they get it. And I thought, man, they, they understand biblical counseling, even if they're not biblical counselors. And I think we could really appreciate and understand the way they do the news as well. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, Jason Woodruff, thank you so much for being with us on 1514 today. Could you introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, uh, I'm Jason. I'm the founder of The Pour Over and um, remain on as the editor-in-chief and CEO. So I, I run that news operation. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us for the episode. Our, our guests are primarily biblical counselors because this is a biblical counseling mm -hmm. podcast, but we connected at a conference this past fall, and I really appreciate the ministry that you guys are doing and have appreciated, in particular, the podcast, but we'll, we'll get to some of the other media outlets. But for our audience, this is going to be a little bit different in the sense that we're not highlighting a biblical counselor or a book or a mm -hmm. biblical counseling ministry. But what I hope you'll see is that the pour over, their commitment to God's word and how it impacts life is such a great overlap to the work that we are doing in helping people to see their lives through the lens of God's word. So, so Jason, tell our audience, for those who aren't familiar with the pour over, what, what is the pour over? 
Yeah. So we summarize the news for Christians. So we don't, we don't cover Christian news unless it rises to national interest, um, which it does on occasion. But we, we summarize world news, U.S. news primarily. And um, the, the goal in, in those summaries is, is we, we target brevity, uh, levity, clarity, and dignity. So mm. brevity and clarity, it's short and hopefully to the point and easily understood. We don't assume that readers know much. Um, levity, we try to be lighthearted and entertaining and fun, um, but uh, coupling that with dignity mm. and saying, hey, we, wanna, we want to speak about people highly, jokes or not, at the expense of, um, of people. It's, yes, a, a lighthearted approach and hopefully less painful, less depressing, less anger-inducing way to remain informed. No, I I really appreciate that. And it definitely comes through, like I said, I've listened to the podcast, The Pour Over Today, uh, since I was introduced to it when we met and really appreciate that. You guys hit those four elements really, really, really well. And yeah, the levity, uh, I appreciate, especially the sound effects and puns and other things like that around coffee is, I, I appreciate those. So thank you for that. Uh, I mentioned the podcast, but you have a few other outlets of people, ways people can connect to the pour over and receive the content that you guys are producing. Tell us about those. Yeah. So primarily we, we are primarily a newsletter, an email newsletter. There's about 550,000 people subscribed to wow. that, that receive it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that same content is turned into the podcast. So, um, you know, you, you are not missing out on the news if you're, if you're listening to the, <laughs> the podcast. And we also have a presence on Instagram, which is different. And there's some slightly more breaking news and some things about our mission. Um, but it's, it's not really a complete uh, news experience on, on Instagram. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. What led you to start this? Yeah, it was in 2018 and I had seen other newsletter first news orgs. And so there was some, I was getting my MBA and there was some just kind of intrigue in in that space of like, huh, you know, that's actually kind of a cool business. Um, and it was 2018 and I was unhappy with my personal relationship with the news mm. and had spent some time uh, because of that, and and just I've always, well, not always, but as an adult, I have been interested in the news and followed the news. And around that time, I spent some time consuming only like right wing uh, or conservative uh, media, and then I spent another like three months conserving consuming basically only left leaning uh, liberal media, and. It, it started out as a, a goal to say like, Hey, I want to understand like what they're doing mm. and how, how they do it differently. But I felt and watched myself shift on stances as I to align with whoever I was listening to. Mm. And that bugged me because it was like, man, I even, I am going in saying, I want to figure out how they're, you know, manipulating us or whatever. And and it's like, even with that lens of, of knowing, Hey, these people are trying to shape my views. They were still successfully shaping my views. Mm. And so just saying, man, this is not, not healthy. I shouldn't care what a Republican or Democrat should feel on an issue. I want to be a Christ follower first who, you know, happens to live in America in the 21st century and is somewhat civically engaged, but all those things are 
far secondary um, to relationship with Christ. And so it it really started as a personal exercise to say, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of look at both. I'm going to try to understand both, summarize both sides, just understand what's going on. And I sent it to a friend to say, Hey, I'm doing this as kind of a personal spiritual exercise. Hold me accountable. And um, again, cause I liked the business side. We like I, I ran it as a business from from the get go, um, but never actually expected it to be a business. It was just kind of fun to try <laughs> things, um, and uh, and yeah, at, at some point we looked and we're like, man, this thing the growth is exponential. It's small, you know. It's like after a year we have two hundred people um, subscribed, but it is an exponential. Like we got to two hundred there, and it's like, what if we what if we really invested in this and, and mm. tried it and. Uh, yeah, so that's, that was the motivation and how we got here grew a lot in 2020. I went full-time in 2021 and there's now four of us that are full-time and another 10 that help out between five and 20 hours a week. Yeah, that's incredible. When you said you started in 2018, I thought with, especially with that motive of kind of being dissatisfied with the news, I was like, I bet that there was some exponential <laughs> growth. <laughs> like that was just exacerbated in 2020 and beyond. The only one. <laughs> you were not the only one frustrated with the news and, and your words of brevity, levity, dignity, and clarity. Um, because you don't editorialize the brevity of the podcast in the news is, is, is there because it mm. is just straightforward. This is what's happened. Uh, but you also tie, uh, tie in scripture to the, to the, you say what's happening in the news and and it is, it's just straightforward reporting. There's no like, here's some ways to think about it or anything. It's just, this is what's going on. Here's some scripture. And then you think how you do talk about how scripture might briefly Mm -hmm. might help us uh, at the very least. And honestly, this is kind of where I loved it as a biblical counselor is the news can be so anxiety inducing or anger inducing, like Mm. you talked about. And you really try to help people refocus their their hearts, their souls on scripture and truth and God's word. So tell me, like, how did you come up with that? How do you how do you yeah. just bring those two worlds together? So the way we think of it is we summarize the news and then we pair it with some scripture that's that's reinforcing one of four kind of foundational beliefs that we have. And this mm this portion evolved, uh, over time. Uh, but the, the four, the four things that we work to reinforce are one, keeping an eternal perspective. And I think this more than anything really helps, allows you to consume the news without becoming depressed or anxious. Mm. Um, because if if you think like, if we are Christians and we believe that we're going to spend eternity in heaven, then that just like read the news as if you're already in heaven 10,000 years from now Mm. and, and see how most of it doesn't matter. You know, it switches to now this is one thing that happened to one person or world leader or politician at one point in time in one country. And like, when you look back there, there have been lots of other countries, there have been Kings, there have been way more dramatic things that happen. And yet we get all fixated and worried, Mm. um, about what's happening today because because we're just looking at it today. So keeping eternal keeping an eternal perspective is is one loving enemies. So 
it's, you know, that's, it's one of the more uncomfortable parts of scripture, but man, when you read Jesus's examples of what loving enemies looks like, it's so uncomfortable. Like, Hey, if someone (laughs) hits you, just let them hit you again. And if they, if they rob you, give them more, like it's, it's really uncomfortable. And, and we as Christians know these things and we'll say these things, but then when you apply them to real people, like in the news, specifically people you disagree with politically, it's like, no, I'm supposed to apply these things. I'm supposed to be kind and patient. I mean, first Corinthians 13, it's not just for newlyweds. It's, and it says love is patient, <laughs> love is kind. So when we're called to love our enemies, when you're called to love Joe Biden or Donald Trump means be patient, kind, keep no record of wrong. Boy, does that not feel mm. like how we engage with uh, political enemies. Um, uh, one, another piece is, is humility and thinking, being open to correction and, and willing to have your views changed and by scripture and say like, Hey, if like, we should not hold so firmly um, to political beliefs and, and other things, but, but be open and, and interested in understanding what other people are saying. Um, and then the last piece is to take action. Like James has some particularly harsh words for people who hear about needs and do nothing about it. And so saying as Christians, like we, we can act and we uniquely, um, prayer again, and James prayer is powerful and effective. Mm. That means it causes things to happen that would not otherwise. And so when you're reading about a war in the Middle East that you have no ability to impact uh, in a physical sense, you know, you you can, you can be praying. And if all you're doing is reading this thing and becoming anxious um, and, and angry over it and then yelling about it or allowing it to impact relationships and you're not doing anything about it, at that point, just turn off the news. Like if, if that's the alternative, don't, don't do it. This is not bringing you closer to Christ, but we do have the ability to respond in a unique way. And and so those are the four things those kind of came out through as we, the writers wrote the news. It's like, man, I need to be reminded of this over and over. And because we don't want to, um, we, we don't, again, we, we pair the news with the biblical foundational biblical perspective, we don't like apply and try to uh, process specific news stories or tell people necessarily what to do. Like we'll never tell you who to vote for Mm -hmm. um, as an example. It's, we will tell you to love the person you're not going to vote for. And and, and that's the reminder we'll have. Yeah, no, that's really great. And it is a, a shines through every every episode and and i really appreciate that too just the there is a regular encouragement to pray about these things both for ourselves uh how we're processing it the people who are involved in the incidents in in our country our world as well um even the coverage today about you know some of the stuff going on between israel and and hamas and gaza and stuff it's like here's what's happening uh remember these truths from god's word pray for these people because i think and i and i love that your call to action often is pray because sometimes I think social media, I I wrote about this for the BCC blog a while ago is is it can tempt us to think we can be God in the sense of being omnipotent, omniscient and omnipresent. And Mm. like, I can't go to, I mean, I, I guess I could, I could hop on a plane and go to Gaza and try to join the IDF or, or the other side, whatever. But in reality, I can't, 
right? I have a family, right. um, but that doesn't mean there's nothing to do uh, for those people. But I also don't need to get anxious and try to figure out like I need to solve this and resolve this. So yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. Um, so tell, tell our audience, how can people access content from the pour over? I mean, we, yeah, you can, yeah, go ahead. You, you can, if you go to the pour you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can search the pour over pour over today um, on, on anywhere there are podcasts or follow us on Instagram. Those are the, the, the real ways or the, the main ways that you could consume things that we create. Yeah. And it is the pour over today. I, I was looking at it again on the, on Apple's podcast feed today and there's another podcast called the pour over. And I was like, that's not it. So, yes. uh, definitely. And it has a cool uh, graphic. It's kind of a pink and it looks like a, a kettle uh, single, like a narrow nozzle yeah. pour over kettle if you're familiar with those those things so um why i guess we kind of talked about this a little bit but for you you talked about it from a personal perspective but the need to remain politically neutral christ-centered or christ-first news source that's kind of how you it's described on the website um man that's hard to do like even yeah. even just not editorializing those things because each of you are people, your team all have opinions, all have perspectives. How do you keep from being? You know, how do you maintain that neutrality in the in the sharing of the news? And then how do you encourage other people to, um, as much as possible, do that as they consume the news? Yeah. So, and and I think it's an important distinction. We don't. Uh, the pour over as an entity is politically neutral mm-hmm. and doesn't take a stance on basically anything. Um, the, the people um, that make up the pour over are not politically neutral. And, and I don't even necessarily think that it is important for Christians to be politically neutral. Sometimes there are clear biblical stances on things that are politicized. Um, but a, as a news organization, it seems valuable. And, and I would say as Christians, even if you are picking sides um, or, or taking stances that are hopefully rooted in, in scripture and, and they, they really, one of the things that we believe is you should defend policies and scripture. You should not defend a political party or defend a politician. I mean, if, politicians being maligned, you can, you can be a good human and, and defend their humanity and likeness of God. But the, the goal is not, um, it, it, politics is too easy, it too easily becomes an idol. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to unravel these things and say, no, I am a Christian. I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. I am a Christian and I may support uh, some Republican policies or vote for Republican candidates or the same for Democrats. And and that that's all fine. But you are a Christian. And and as a Christian, we're called to love everyone. And part of that means understanding. So th- that's why we encourage and, and try to present both sides uh in the pour over, it's not, it's not because both sides are equally correct. Um, sometimes they are, it's just a matter of opinion. Sometimes we, we have a stance that, but we present both sides because, Hey, there's someone in your life that believes this and 
you need to love them and go understand it. And also, even if it's 90% wrong, there may be 10% of value in there that can help you refine and create an even more God glorifying position on this topic. Um, so, and then how we do that is first off, it's a, it's a very, like we are accused of being both crazy liberals and conservatives like and th- <laughs> that that happens our inbox is kind of a scary place because we talk about um we talk about political topics but and and that's not to say that we get everything right but it is our motivation and goal yeah. like it's one thing if someone says hey you got this wrong totally it's another when they say oh man you're clearly funded by the deep state that's trying to push it's like no we're not we're not trying to do this. We, we may be, but we're not trying to. And we have people from across the political spectrum on our team and their job is not to try to sneak their ideology in. It's to sign off and say, yeah, you've like, you've represented my political views, which are secondary to my Christian identity and views. You've represented this fairly. Like you, you understand what this is saying. And if someone someone reads this and they talk to me about it. It's like, I'm not ashamed of how this was uh, said. So that is how and why we go about it. And it really is to say, again, a lot of these things don't matter um, when you zoom out. And so the goal of reading the news should be to one, maybe something Maybe something is going to impact you. That's a reason to read the news. Like if a hurricane's headed your way, good to be informed. Um, or you're able to impact it. Um, so, hey, there are people that are starving 10 minutes from you and you're able to do something. And or you're able to talk about these things that other people are talking about and engage in the conversation in a way that glorifies God. Mm-hmm. And if you're consuming the news as entertainment, stop, you know, not, not <laughs> valuable because it's shaping your worldview yeah. and yep. likely almost certainly causing you to think less of certain people like news organizations. They want the 24 hour news cycle is real. They want you to watch their news all the time. And they do that by making you fearful, by making you angry, by making mm-hmm. like, by introducing lust and um, jealousy and all these things that the Bible just repeatedly says, don't dwell on these things. Don't, don't yeah. do this. And and it's under the guise of like, Oh, well, if I was better informed, like that's such a right. good thing. It's like, to what end? Like yeah. you, you need to be able to do something about it or talk about it in a Christ honoring way. But if you're consuming this news, not doing anything about it, doesn't impact you. And it's actually dividing your relationships. Then stop like that. Mm. That's not a, again, that's not a Christ honoring relationship with the news. And, and you just need to, you need to consume less news and you need to consume different news and take a step back and and refocus on, on the purpose of why you're reading the news. No, that's, that's a good word. When during the pandemic and kind of the, the angst everybody was feeling, I think the most prevalent piece of advice I gave out was get off social media. And, and I think it also should have included like, maybe stop watching the news <laughs> or get, or consider getting your news from a different source. Uh, Cause yeah, people, you, they do, they, those, unfortunately we've seen studies that point to what kind of things get attention on social media and in our hearts. And it is the stuff that 
produces anger and resentment and anxiety and bitterness and things. So that's, I really appreciate that heart and passion behind the news organization. Uh, so your podcasts are less, usually less than 10 minutes and you're covering national and really global news, which I really appreciate too. I love uh, when we hear about things going on around the world. How do you, how do you pick? I mean, there's so, hmm. so much to choose from. So again, and this is different from other Christian news organizations and we love what they're doing. We just try to do something different. Uh, we, we try to talk about the most visible news of the day, regardless of its spiritual significance. Mm. So there's, we talk a lot about, and, and U.S. news, but often the largest U.S. news is, you know, the war in Russia or Israel or whatever. So there's, there's lots of international stuff. We talk about politics. We talk about the economy. We talk about sports. We've talked about Taylor Swift um, and the Eras Tour and all this stuff. And that's not to say those are spiritually significant things. Oftentimes the Christian perspective is this is happening and it just doesn't matter, you know, but (laughs) this is what's happening and this is what you can talk about. This is what people are caring about. So we, it's, it's a collaborative process. The story selection, um, anyone within the pour over can kind of submit stories at any time. And we, we do it on Slack and you can just drop a news story in. And then, uh, the day, so the news comes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, And, uh, so the day before Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, um, we'll look through other news aggregate sources and sites and whatever, and just say, Hey, what's coming up the most, what's on the headlines of, you know, look at Fox and CNN and AP and New York times and wall street journal and say, what's, what's big. And then try to understand it and summarize it. And, you know, hundred and 140 words or, the, that's the top three stories. And then we do five stories that are 60 words or less and just try to keep you informed. And one of the things that's remarkable is that we, and and part of what we want Christians to shift their thinking in is in, like you said, if you listen to the podcast and this includes intros and an ad and all this stuff, it's going to be eight, nine minutes. And if you read the the newsletter, same thing, it's, five, six, seven minutes, three times a week, you'll be aware of everything big that's going on. Like staying informed does not require a 24 hour news cycle. It does not require breaking news updates all the time. And and you think about what is shaping your heart and your worldview. And if you spend 15 minutes reading the Bible, but the first thing you checked when you we're still in bed with social media where there's new stuff. You get breaking news updates. The TV's on with news. You watch the nightly news. You see a newspaper, you do all this stuff. You are being just from a strict time standpoint, mm. like you are being inundated with news. You listen to podcasts like long form podcasts with people that are being interviewed that are politicians or are talking. It's like you are being so shaped by these people with overt, political agendas saying politics is what's most important. I want you to believe in my worldview. And what we're saying is no, don't, don't do that. Turn that all off. Spend five to 10 minutes, maybe a day, maybe only three times a week. And then replace that time with Christian, like time with God, Christian community stuff. Allow those to shape your worldview. (laughs) 
it doesn't yeah. need to be timely news to shape your worldview. It, it, it should be tried and true old books, scripture, good friends. Um, these are mm. things that will grow and make you more like Christ. You will have opinions on things that happen in the news and they will, they will be more motivated and shaped by Christ. The more time you spend in the word and listening to sermons and great teachers and, and things like that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, uh, I love that because you're basically saying we, we shouldn't be over-informed. Um, we should be rightly informed. What if you ran into a Christian who said, I don't need to be informed about those things at all. How might you respond to, to that? Yeah, I would say of the two sides of the road that you could fall off on, that's the better one. You know, like if you, <laughs> if, if you're either going to consume way too much news or no news at all, uh, consume no news and be shaped by, uh, yeah, by Christ. But I do also think it, that said, I run a news organization. Obviously yeah. we believe in, in value of, of being informed and, but it's for those three reasons. And one of the things to think about is like, we, we want Christians to use, this is what people talk about. And, and so use these conversations, these things that are happening mm -hmm. to show that you're different, to reflect Christ. And there also, there are times when big things happen and it would be a shame if no Christians knew what was going on or stepped up to the moment, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but it's, again, with, with those goals in mind, like you can accomplish those things in much less time. So if you have your head buried in the sand right now, we're not, we're not saying, Oh, the take on this part-time job of trying to understand everything yeah. in the news. It's like, no, just, just introduce a little and, and be aware so that you can participate, but it's, you're participating in news about somewhere that's not your home, you know, and, and keep, keep that perspective um, you are a citizen of heaven and just think about how you, if, if you hear, when you hear about news of things that are happening in France, there's just a, as an example, there's a certain level of disconnect, you know, it's like maybe intriguing, but just a little bit less important, less likely to rattle you, less likely to create unhealthy emotions because I'm not French. You're not French. You know, you don't live there. It doesn't really. And, and so saying, keeping that perspective of like, I, I live in heaven and I want to know what's going on so that I can honor Christ and help people. And, but I'm good. And no matter what happens, I'm good. And, and that should give us confidence to take bold steps for Christ, not indifferent, but bold steps from a position of, of confidence and, and trust, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm going to say this thing and I'm going to advocate for this thing because even if it goes poorly, like I'm still going to end up in heaven. And if there's war or famine or economic collapse, man, that stinks. And there'll be people to help and then you'll die and go to heaven. And that's going to be true whether or not there was a war or economic collapse. And like, we, we should just have a different perspective mm -hmm. and you want to be, aware and, and moderately engaged without selling out um, and, and being obsessed. Yeah. So well, that's really good. So we, um, 
you guys sell advertisements on the podcast, uh, and I'm probably in your newsletter too. Um, but I also notice it's a dot org. Are, uh, are there ways people can support your ministry financially and otherwise and share, share with us what those are and how they can do it? So we are, um, we are for profit. We're missional. Um, and you can choose to pay for the news. It's not a donation. And um, if you don't like the two options that we provide for paying, then just enjoy it for free. Everything's available for free. Um, and really the, the best way you can support um, the mission that we're pursuing um, is to just share, consume the news and share it with friends, tell people, let people know there's a different way to engage with the news that is not depressing and anger inducing. So all, all you biblical counselors out there, uh, one, uh, you know, if you're feeling yourself getting anxious, upset, disturbed, whatever by the news, uh, switch over to the pour over, check that out, give it a try, see what it does for your soul. And then also share that with, with friends and family as well. Well, we're about up with our time. I've really appreciated your time, Jason, but we have a segment at the end called two minute favorites. And I'm throwing in a special question for you before the two minutes begins because Mm -hmm. of the, of the pour over and the nature of, of it. What is your favorite? What's your favorite brewing method for coffee? You know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a fraud. I do love a pour over, um, but most of the time it's just drip coffee. Nothing, you know, I consume in all, all ways. So, <laughs> um, all right, well, here we go with our two minute favorites and fair warning. I didn't send these to Jason. So, you know, pray for him while he's doing this. Right. Here we go. Uh, what, what is your favorite food? Mm, sushi. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite sport? To play is water polo, although I might drown now. Um, to watch is, is football. All right. Here's a, some tough ones. Favorite gift you've ever received? Um, a Kindle from my then fiance. Um, it was a it was a big purchase uh, for us or for her at that point in our life and um, still use it and, and love it. Favorite gift you've ever given? Ooh, um, I don't know. I will say we have a an 18-month-old now, and the the joy of the, the pure joy of her not managing her emotions um, or my emotions while opening gifts, and you know that the joy is real. Um, so I, I would think we we got some cool, and it's you know like stickers and things for her that is just. It's it's a different level of joy knowing that she she truly loves it because she was so excited. Favorite word. Word. Um. I I don't know. I got I got nothing. Least favorite word. Nostril. <laughs> favorite book of the Bible. James. Favorite book outside of Scripture. Oh, uh, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Favorite candy? Reese's. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. Uh, if you could choose any superpower, what superpower would you choose? Light. Uh, I can't remember if I said this one. Favorite sports team? Do we... No, and uh, the Hawkeyes. All things live in Iowa City. Favorite sports team, 
we'll say Hawkeye football. All right, and that wraps up our timer there as well. So ends our interview. So Jason, thanks so much for being with us today, and thanks for creating the pour over. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And special thanks to our team who helped make this podcast possible. My assistant, Rebecca Mullins, helps coordinate these interviews. And our podcast engineer, Caleb Lau, does a great job editing and putting everything together. We look forward to you joining us next time.